Morning, everyone. So today we have the amazing, the legendary Parisa Benia. Thank you for joining us, Parisa. How are you? I am good, and I am <laughs> apologizing for this weird uh, noise going on in my building. Uh, they didn't warn us. So okay. <laughs> they are they are an uninvited guest to this <laughs> conversation. I will mute myself as much as possible. It, it's fine. It, it, like they say, uh, adapt, improvise, and overcome. I think I have that right. I always get the order wrong. So, well, I appreciate you joining us today. Uh, I'll give our lovely viewers a little background on you, and then we'll kind of head, in, head into our topic for today, which are BHAGs, which is something that I think we both really appreciate, enjoy, and, and like to discuss. So, Parisa is the CEO of Six Sense Strategy. Uh, you call yourself the business whisperer. I love it. Uh, and a secret weapon that the C-suite calls on. And you say it's, that's for scaling your biz, their business, for growing as leaders, inspiring the team. You're a mentor at 1871, which I love, and uh, you come from a heavy background of marketing and extensive advisory services. So a really good person to be having this conversation with and just an all around great person. So I do appreciate you really being here. I'm a, I'm a raving fan. So as we talked about, uh, or as we mentioned, we're gonna be touching on big, hairy, audacious goals, BHAGs. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, BHAG is a concept that was developed around the book Built to Last by Jim Collins. And there's four elements of a real of a BHAG that he lists, which is long-term goal that everyone in the company can understand and rally behind. Uh, a BHAG is meant to be exciting and to energize people uh, in a way that like quarterly targets and lengthy mission statements can't. BHAGs are clear and compelling, and BHAGs require both building for the long term. And he mentions here, I love this, I'm going to read it, exuding a relentless sense of urgency. What we need to do today with monomaniacal focus, talk about a great word, and doing that every day, every day, every day to divide the, defy the probabilities and achieve our BHAG. So what do you think about that intro, that definition of BHAGs? You know what's not to like uh the but it, and i love that that general definition but let's if you don't mind bring it down to real terms of Perfect. like brands or whatever that's all relatable so microsoft we had uh a computer on every desk in every home or okay. something along those lines yep. another example of a BHAG was in the 1960s when jfk announced uh the uh the moonshot so mm -hmm. he wanted to send then there was only male astronauts, but he wanted to have a man land on the moon and have him safely return to the earth. Um, Amazon's is a book in every language that is accessible in under 60 seconds in terms of accessible and able to find it on yeah. their platform. Their, their Uber has a BHAG. Um, Nike's BHAG was to kill Adidas. Those types <laughs> okay. of things. <laughs> um, you know, maybe that's a little bit more violent than the way they would <laughs> no, <I like laughs> but, but, um, but that those are, I, I like bringing down things into uh, relatable terms, uh, because what that does, and I know we'll talk about this a little bit more, but it orients us around an actual thing, as opposed to, to your point, a mission or something that feels kind of squishy. It's yeah. not squishy to send someone to the moon and have them come back. It's not squishy to say a computer on every desk in every home. Now, the, the trick though, is it's, it's one thing to declare the BHAG. It's another thing 
to that point that you made in the uh, when you read it was that how do you create that monomaniacal focus like the day to day moments to be present with what that 25 year goal is. Um, so yeah, I, I love BHAGs. My BHAG is to be the world renowned coach of modern badasses and 3D leaders, uh, 3D being difficult, dismissive, divisive. Uh, I have curiosity, what is your BHAG? Uh, my BHAG is 135 million in deal flow by year three of my new kind of technology digital uh, approach at my new firm. So it's, I get laughed at. And, and the thing that's funny about BHAGs is that I've had a lot of feedback in my time and something I want you to touch on because I grew up with aim for the stars and you might land on the moon, right? And so I always established BHAGs. And, and when I had an app dev web dev company, they, you know, we discussed go for a, go find a great celebrity that we can pair up with this new game we have. And who did I get? Kevin Hart. You know why? Because I put a top five celebrity at that time as my BHAG and I got a top three. So I love them. But the feedback that I've gotten from, from uh, mentors and coaches and supervisors who wanted to jump off a bridge was that, well, Brandon, you're aiming for the stars, but you're missing the moon at times. And so for BHAGs, how do you take a 25-year plan that has big, hairy, audacious goals, even if you break it down into year by year, and the people who say, well, BHAGs distract you, and, and they, can, they can have you taking steps that actually hurt the base hits. The, instead of going for those grand slams, which BHAGs are grand slams, right? Go for the base hits, go for the doubles, and build on that. But they're not binary. Do you find that BHAGs tend to be one type of person that needs to be at the high strategic level removed from a lot of the operation? Or is a BHAG for everybody? That is a really great question. I so appreciate you bringing that up. So uh, the problem with, with BHAG, I mean, I love them, but the problem with them is that we forget to ask ourselves, what are the conditions that we have to create to make that BHAG so? So it's one thing to declare it. Okay. Um, but if, but if we don't put ourselves in the mindset or if we don't nurture or acquire skills that create the conditions to eventually end up achieving whatever that BHAG is, and it doesn't matter if we've established a BHAG. So yeah, you could have a series of singles that all serve the greater BHAG goal. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's not to say that it's it's even linear. You yeah. could have a path to a BHAG that has a lot of ups and downs as you are trying to build and scale your business. So it's it's a couple of things. It's all right. This is this is the goal I'm coming from. This is my BHAG. Mm -hmm. What are the types of people we? It does our business strategy is our business strategy aligned with that BHAG? Let's let's assume that it is for the sake of argument. Who are the types of people that we need to have in place to support the business strategy that will effectuate that BHAG? Um, what are the interim things that these really talented people do to create that the conditions for the BHAG? And then also, have they bought in? It's not enough to have the visionary. The visionary has to engage and enroll their teams to say, hey, <laughs> yeah, I, clearly uh, someone's got an opinion to say, A, um, yeah, 
uh, we're all in support of this BHAG, nice visionary. And then also B, most importantly, is um, I also know and understand how the individual thing that I do, my individual role serves the greater strategy, which in turn serves the BHAG. So you can have a visionary and you can have an integrator to use EOS terms, but it's gotta be abundantly clear to every single person on the team what it is they do and why it is that's so important. Um, I'll, I'll tell you a quick story. So JFK is, sorry, JFK is going around uh, NASA in the middle of his moonshot goal and he sees a janitor working overtime, uh, mopping the floors. And he says to the janitor, you know, why are you working so late mopping the floors? And he said, sir, I am putting a man on the moon. So like the janitor understood that a clean environment helped to create the possibility of putting the man on the moon. So um, that was a long winded answer to uh, what you were asking, but it's like it's it's a yes and to your point. It's not binary. And who owns a BHAG? So let's say uh, and what we have talked about is you know, this this conversation is really meant to serve SMBs. Right. And if I am an SMB or I'm an, I'm an executive, I'm sorry, at an SMB. And I understand I'm working with a coach, let's say, or I'm working with an advisory group. And I understand that BHAGs are, are great to establish for the organization. Now, others have a piece of that, but am I the only one who has ownership of that? Can my department heads, can others have their own BHAGs? Or is it better to have one overarching goal, big, clear, audacious goal that everybody has a piece of? It's a good question. Uh, it's, it, you and I can debate this back and forth. It's more of a conversation as opposed to, is there an answer to the question? My focus group of one opinion is that there's, there's an owner of, there's one owner of the BHAG, whoever the visionary is, sure. but then, you know, the, the person who might be, let's say the head of sales, sorry, person that might be the head of sales, the person that's the head of marketing, the person that's the head of product, service, finance, whatever, uh, they know what their individual contributions are to create the interim conditions to hit the BHAG. And so they all own it, right? They, they, they've all been hand raisers to say, yes, I support it. And they're also hand raisers to say, I know what my team does individually and together, I know how that contributes to whatever the, the greater goal is. So kind of like the whole being more than uh, the sum of its parts. If, I don't know that for me, I don't know that it's possible for everyone to have individual BHAG goals because it ends up being kind of like all over the place. It'll okay. end up being like a, a Jackson Pollock as opposed to like an idea of what things should be. Okay, so them owning a piece of the BHAG. So a shareholder and executive can establish a BHAG for an organization and then interdepartmentally or divisions wise, each individual can own their own piece. Let's talk about, I'm a dreamer, okay? I, I just, I don't, it drives me nuts sometimes. I'd love to be the meticulous, data-driven, step-by-step type of person, but it's just not the, the mind and the spirit I was given. Um, Question, part one of this question is, are BHAGs just for dreamers? And the second question to that is, 
if I'm establishing BHAGs for an organization and I'm a dreamer or not a dreamer, how do I go about even sussing this out? How do I bring this up? How do, how do I start organizationally bringing this to a group that we've never discussed this? We talk about 20 years, 20% year over year growth. Maybe we go to 25 or 30%. Uh, we trim margins uh, or improve margins, trim costs. How do you go about doing that? That's a really good question. So uh, one of the things that I challenge clients on all the time, especially things like, well, I'm not a creative person. Bull hockey. Everyone has creativity within them. It just manifests themselves uh, okay. differently. And so it, having a BHAG is available to everyone. Mm -hmm. uh, and for me, your ability to crystallize what that BHAG is is 100% tied to what you know your zone of genius is. Um, I love the book, The Big Leap. Uh, I can't say enough good things about it. Uh, you can get it on uh, Audible if, if you don't want to read it. Uh, but but the, the thing about the zone of genius, it, it is the highest and best use of your time and talent. It's, it's the thing that feels like play, even when you might be working super hard. It's just because you derive so much satisfaction and enjoyment in the work. What so I call my, like flow. Is it kind of the same thing? Like it's kind of like flow. Yeah, yeah. That's a perfect way to put it. And so when you have access to what you know your zone of genius is, and you're very present in that, it becomes very easy for you to assign yourself or envision what that BHAG is. So that's like the first thing is that I, I'm going to challenge the assumption that uh, that it's that this idea of creating a BHAG is limited to an elite group of people. Okay. Uh, but going back to what you were saying is, um, you know, have you hired well? Have you hired for people that complement your skill? Have you hired people that are unafraid to speak truth to power? Uh, have you have you crystallized the thing that you need most to be able to have that BHAG come to life? And it requires being vulnerable. It requires being very honest with yourself of here's what I'm really awesome at. Here's what I love to do. Here's what candidly I'm terrible at. Who's really good at this particular thing and who is in love with doing this particular thing that I'm not good at? So when you put those people together and they all have a passion for what they do, it becomes really easy for you as a leader to say, this is what we are aiming to do. This is what our BHAG is. Here's why all of you really awesome, talented people are important to the BHAG. Who's a hand raiser on this adventure? And more often than not, you're going to get people to be the hand raisers on the adventure because they are all in their zone of genius and you have explained to them why they matter to what it is that you see as possibility and opportunity. So this has to be a shared across the organization to be done well. Uh, it seems like great feedback is going to be hugely required for this to be successful. But the cultural shift, let's talk, you know, natural dreamers know about BHAGs and they, they establish them, they work on them, they, they enjoy them. What about an organization that says, you know what, we've had 25% growth each year, but now we want to see if we can do 50% growth. 
We want to launch into three new geographic markets. I'm going to make acquisitions to do this because I want to go from, you know, 5 million in revenue to 10 million in revenue or 15 million in revenue in the next 12 to 24 months. If you haven't hired well, and there's that cultural shift, can BHAG still be instituted or do you have to go through the whole process of just kind of, you know, adjusting your culture? So like, does it, does it, it's just, is it your organization you just know won't be right for BHAGs and, and so you can't embrace it. You can't really bring it into the organization. Yeah, it's a fair question. So uh, let's remember that BHAGs are like 10 year goals or 25 year goals they are not three year goals, right? Um, why and why so, not? Why, why can't BHAGs be large 12 to 24 month goals? Is it? I think those are great interim goals. Okay. Uh, I mean, that's just, I, I'm just sharing with you focus group of one opinion. The reason that's, that's why, why I wanted to talk to you. <laughs> the reason why uh, I want to caution against a BHAG that's achievable in a year, then that's not a BHAG. You could actually probably do more, right? So like we sell ourselves into this idea of something being a BHAG when it's actually, maybe it's just a stretch target. Okay. Um, but the other thing though, is if something feels so big and we in two years or it'll be done in a year, it will feel like boiling the ocean as opposed to boiling a series of kettles. And so, you know, if we say this is what our 25 year goal is, and I am coming from a place of this 25 year goal, what do I want to, what conditions that I want to create that I would really celebrate with something over the top after the first 18 months? So let's, let's give us these interim things to work towards so that we feel like we're boiling as opposed to boiling the ocean. Boiling the ocean is impossible. I can boil kettles like nobody's business. I can boil a series of kettles. Anyone can boil a series of kettles. It's, you know, how big do you want the kettle to be? Uh, how rapidly do you want the kettle uh, to, uh, to boil? But again, that's, that's a focus group of one opinion. If, if you think a BHAG is achievable in a year, it's not a BHAG. It's just um, that you've worked your butt off to, to get to wherever it is that you're trying to go in a year. No, that, that's something that is, uh, I, my frame of reference was, you're thinking you could have a BHAG for a one year, a BHAG for two years, three years, and you can build on top of it. But you're saying that a BHAG is something that's gonna be 10, 15, 25 years long, that's can be broken down into stretch goals each year. But it's, it's, it's something that foundationally needs to be longer term. Yeah, and, there's, and then the other thing uh, that you and I have been dancing around it, but we haven't, flat out said it yet, there is the, there is the what, the what am I doing? There is how it is it that I'm going to do it. And then who do I have to be to create the how of whatever it is that yeah. I want to do. So one year B, let's pretend for the sake of argument that one year B hacks are possible. Uh, one year B, B had five, 10, 15, 20, who do you have to be? to create the conditions so that everyone is in alignment on what they have to do and what they contribute and mm -hmm. what their level of engagement and enrollment is in service of the goal. What, what values have to be present? Mm -hmm. What beliefs do you have about your ability to lead this team? That's, that's really the name of the game. It's the, it's the being of the leadership and, and not the doing of leadership at that point. Yeah. Well, and you, you reference or, or you, you 
have a light bulb go off for my executive coach, who we had talked about how they were trying to plant trees that would grow in five to 10 years. And they grew this huge forest. But what happened was the slight winds came through. They were like 20, 30 miles an hour. And they just leveled the whole forest because it didn't have the same structure and foundation that gave it that resiliency. So referencing that analogy to BHAGs, it seems like it's going to have to be, you just yet to grow it foundationally over time. Um, as you've implemented BHAGs or seen them implemented and, and managed and advised for organizations and executives that have done this, when do you see, what are the elements that are in place? And it might be the same answer you just gave. What are the elements that are in place that turn a BHAG from motivating to stressful and, 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 uh, and destructive? Yeah, uh, sorry. It's like every time you ask a really awesome question, I have my, uh, my, uh, my accompaniment with me. Is that, is that your mind going? Is it? <laughs> yeah, it, it must be. It must be the gears. <laughs> Not enough coffee. Um, so it, for me, in order for things to, in order for things to feel like they're all uh, kind of working in concert with one another, let's say, let's have a clear idea of what the value proposition of the business is. And I'm not talking about the marketing messaging. I'm not talking about the branding. I'm not okay. talking about the, anything that the world sees outside of the four proverbial four walls of a business. It is what is the fundamental value proposition of this business? Do we all believe it? And do we understand how it is that we work in alignment with it? So that is just on a very basic level before we assign the BHAG, let's get it straight. We have a solid idea of what our customers, are, who our customers are, what their migraines are, how it is that we're the best pain relievers for the migraine and what's our unfair advantage. Those four questions. Great. So now that everyone believes it and we know how those pieces work together and everyone knows their roles, it's okay, now I can say this is what our BHAG is. And then here's how we are all going to work in concert with one another, contributing differently, but equally powerfully in service of that greater, the interim goals, and then like ultimately to that greatest goal. All right. So taking theoretical and practical, and you've touched on a lot of this, but we can go through it real fast. An executive wants to establish BHAGs for his organization. They've done traditional goals, but they really want to take it to the next level. Maybe they have some funding. Maybe they have a new target market they're going to tackle. Does the CEO, let's say like the prime stakeholder, shareholder, does he come up with these in a, in a vacuum to, at first to then bring it to his executive team and then have the executive team discuss it and, and manufacture processes around it and then bring those processes to the department heads? Now, you had said that everybody has to own a piece of it, but do they contribute to it in terms of, of the BHAG itself, establishing what that is, and the strategy to get there, or do they just own a small piece? So act like we are taking this into a small business and medium business, and we're establishing these BHAGs. How do you see that timeline breaking out over you know, a couple of weeks, a couple of months? You know, um, I'm going to give you an answer that will not be satisfactory. OK. Uh, as long as it takes. <laughs> right? OK. Uh, and, and the reason why it depends is, well, what's our industry? What's our line of business? Um, what has been, uh, what's been our history? 
you know, are we coming from a place of scarcity or are we coming from a place of abundance? What's, what's our mindset? Uh, but, but if we set aside the fact that I think that might be a difficult question for me to answer, I'm not saying other people wouldn't have difficulty. I, for me, it's a little bit difficult question to answer is um, in as much as the president or the CEO owns it, right? Mm -hmm. If they are presumably the visionary, prepare the team in advance to say, look, here's, we're going to be offsite for a half day, or we're going to be offsite for a day or, or a series of days. So whatever the right thing is, um, I want to, I want to prime the pump. I want us to think about on our own, what we believe is possible for our business. And, and then what that does is that engenders this idea of responsibility and uh, shared contribution. And also the CEO is giving themselves that same level of homework is what do I think is possible for us? Why do I think that's true? Why do I think we're uniquely suited for all of these things? And to make this co-created because if it's not co-created, people will be like, yeah, whatever, dude, I get it. You want to do this, but they may not necessarily feel enrolled in it. So how do they contribute to what that shared BHAG is, even though there's ultimately one owner, right? I mean, things don't happen in a vacuum. It's not like the time of Henry Ford where everyone could only get like a black model too. Like, yeah. There is like variability in life. Okay. Variability like we're experiencing right now, right? <laughs> I'm a big believer in the show must go on. So, you know, we could stop, we could do this another time, but you know what, I, I, I love it. I, I just, I like life. I like how life occurs. I like to roll with life. So we're gonna keep this going. Uh, do you wrap incentives around BHAGs? Do you wrap monumental goals with monumental rewards for your team? And how do you feel, have you seen that done? And if the answer is no, great. Uh, any experience with that? As a general matter, I think it would be really hard to, I think it would be really hard to be sustainable in the interim work without celebrating wins. And the, the mistake that we make as leaders that we believe that every single win needs to be uh, it needs to have like a physical representation or like, you know, uh, you know, a bonus, a gift. Those things are definitely part of it, but an acknowledgement of a job well done, a specific mm -hmm. acknowledgement of Brandon, you did this particular thing. Uh, you saved our bacon. I really want to tell you in front of everyone, yeah. this particular thing was so important those kind of human connection moments, in addition to other types of tangible incentives, are what keep the wheels moving in the general destination. A lot of people just want to be specifically acknowledged to the other stuff that we like. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I think it's important to um, that we not underestimate the power of an authentic specific thank you. Okay. Uh, it's, it's, it really, it's sometimes it's like a glass of cold water on a sticky, hot, humid day. 
when you give a really good specific thank you to someone. Mm -hmm. So incentivize it, hard, hard incentives, soft incentives, interim acknowledgements, and also um, ask for feedback. Mm -hmm. Make it possible for your teams to speak truth to power to you. Make it possible for you for your teams to say, I know we believed that this is our BHAG. It turns out we could actually even do more, for example. Or I know we believe that this is our BHAG. I don't necessarily know if that's the right one. Make it, make it so that it's clear that everyone can share whatever is awesome and everyone can share whatever might not be awesome. Okay, and so we'll kind of wrap up with this question. If I'm an organization that traditionally has been more strategic, more methodical, and going for that 20 or 30% year over, which is great growth, um, but now I wanna to shift to a BHAG style organization. Do I need to apologize for maybe half the people who aren't built that way? Do I try to convert them to this way of thinking? Do I ask them to leave because that, you know, that's, I want to build, you know, kind of let themselves select out. If I'm trying to make that, how would you help an, an executive to see uh, that moving to maybe this type of thinking and this type of growth is okay. And if, and if things fall off because of it, that's okay. Well, I would, I would want to know, or I would want to have the confidence that the company is already doing a really good job of recognizing what is true about the people already in place, such that we don't have the, oh, wait, I want to have a, I, I think I want to shift to having a BHAG. Do I have my right people in place? A business should always be asking itself, do I have the right people in place as a general matter? And I don't care what the size of the business is. If you've got a team of five, you know if there is someone that's just not quite a fit. Yeah. Same thing with the team of hundred. Maybe you had a maybe you have someone that has an HR responsibility. Ask them, how are our people doing? Are these people the right fit? Are there people that we should be investing in? Are there people that we should be sending the training? Are there people that we should be getting coaching for, for example? Are there people where we recognize that it's likely not a fit and to your point, they will self-select out. So, I mean, generally where you're going is, yes, I agree with you uh, at that point where you want to make a shift to say, do I have the right people in place? But candidly, you should already know. Yeah. And uh, I would be surprised if a leader didn't instinctually know if they had the right people in place regardless of a BHAG. I think you energetically know. Yeah. So BHAGs can be for everybody, or do you feel that they're for like every organization? Should every organization have BHAGs? No. Okay. Good answer. I, mean, uh, <laughs> I love those answers. <laughs> well, I mean, but it it's all depends on the person that's leading that business. There are some people that say, for example, I have a $5 billion business and it's cooking with gas and I am happy with where I'm at in this business and the margins are good and I love my people and I don't see myself taking over the world. They don't need a BHAG. 
And okay. I don't judge them for it. They're like that. I, I love that level of honesty and transparency. I don't want to be larger than a five to a $7 million business. Mm -hmm. And I see myself selling this business in let's say five to 10 years. Great. But then there are other people that, you know, people who are, you know, scaling tech startups, people who are looking for venture money, people who are looking for private equity money, uh, private equity managers, I, I, I expect will only have companies in their portfolios that will likely scale and, and not be dogs, unless it's like a significant <laughs> turnaround situation and yeah. they are getting rid of the leadership team and they're putting people in place to turn it into a scaling opportunity. No, yeah. you don't. I mean, uh, my the woman I go to for manicures and pedicures, she doesn't need a BI. She needs to be profitable. Great. Yeah, that's a good point because I've done a lot of work with VCs and anytime, even if you watch Shark Tank, when people come in and say, oh, this is a $3 trillion market. And if we just own 2% of that, uh, and that I think is that BHAG mentality you see in a lot of great entrepreneurs, but being able to bring that down to strategic actionable steps that you break down yearly over a long-term goal, I think is, is a critical part. For me, it's, it's absolutely mandatory. I, I love to think of big ideas, but then I know I need the right people around me in order to execute that. And that self-awareness to know that I am that type of thinker, I think is, is absolutely critical in order for oh, this to be yeah. successful. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like knowing just having the self-awareness, um, you know, one of my BHAGs is that I want to do burpees when I'm a hundred years old. Now, okay. will I actually do, I mean, not because I want to do burpees, but it, it will reflect <laughs> like an active, like it will, ref, it reflects an active life that if I can yeah. do burpees, I can travel around the world. I can do all these other things. Yeah. Um, then what do I need to do or who do I bring into my life to make it so that I can do these burpees that no one candidly wants to do ever, <laughs> exactly. right? Um, but it's, yeah, who are the people that I, who are the people that I need that will help me nurture those skills? And who are the people that I need to help me nurture the mindset and the energetic being to make all of that so? Because there will be times I have experienced it. I'm sure you've experienced it too. There are times of great uncertainty. There are times where we wake up in the middle of the night and say, what am I doing? And Every so, night, yeah. Yeah, and, and <laughs> all day, candidly. <laughs> but, it's like the, but, but then having that, uh, having that kind of reminder of, Everything I'm experiencing now is in service of that thing that I am envisioning. So what do I need to create in this moment to feel supported so that I can keep it moving? Beautiful. I think that's a great capstone statement. Uh, I appreciate your time. Anything you're working on, we'll, we'll put your contact information below the videos and in the videos and all around. But anything you're currently working on, that's, a, that's of interest, exciting. Yeah, I actually just started working with um, a book coach. I don't have a working title yet, but okay. it's it's going to be a love letter to uh, modern badasses. And badasses I define as leaders who go 85 miles an hour in a 45 mile an hour zone, uh, but don't always check to see if their people are interested in going for the ride, let alone if their people yeah. are strapped in. And the so you, you wrote it for me. Great. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I wrote it for the people that um, love BHAGs. 
uh, I, I am writing it for the people that um, have possibility for outsized impact on all of us, but sometimes are their own worst enemies and have difficulty getting out of the way. I love working with them. I find them inspiring. Um, they, um, they make me believe that anything truly is possible and, and uh, they, they challenge me in all of the really awesome ways. Yeah, I imagine sometimes it's like trying to lasso a rocket, though. I mean, you, you have to hold <laughs> good on way to put it. That's a good way to put I mean, that's the thing is that they, in as much as we want them to be that rocket, it's, um, well, maybe you want we're supposed to, yeah. right? And that's the thing is that I don't ever want them to change. Uh, but how do you redirect your energy? Uh, how do you realize that you could have a series of rockets and not just be the one rocket all the time? I love that metaphor. That was awesome. Well, yeah, it, you know, it, it's a recorded version. You can use that if you need to. Last one, <laughs> yeah. a rocket. I'll attribute you. <laughs> you know, just put my name on the 98th page somewhere in the corner. Well, thank you so much for your time. I think this thank will be you. super helpful for, for many people and uh, have a great rest of the week. Thanks, you as well.